Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. I'm so excited today because we have not one, not two, not even three, but four experts from the Adidas Global Tennis team joining us today. And I'd like you guys to introduce yourself because you all do such amazing things with the brand, but you can tell us best what your role is on the Adidas Global team. So Daniel, why don't you start us out? Yeah, hi, I'm Daniel Norberg. I'm the category director of footwear for uh, tennis and court sports. Um, I'm now 23 years with the brand, so quite a while. Um, I started in marketing before I became then an engineer and a shoemaker, and then made my way back actually uh, over a few other positions back into product marketing where I, I work today. That's been a long time with the brand too. That's awesome. That really says a lot. You obviously love what you do. You love the brand and we'll we'll dive more into that. But who wants to jump in next? Who's the next longest employee? Hi, everyone. My name is Amitya. Um, I am the senior director for tennis and court sports at Adidas. Um, and as such, I have the great honor uh, to head up product marketing for both apparel and footwear. Uh, obviously working with the greatest team in the industry. Uh, I joined the brand as early as 2003 and have since worked in a variety of functions across several sports, really, and um, categories. I had a gig at Originals, uh, worked in running footwear for quite a while, in key account marketing and merchandising. Um, I also had the really great opportunity to spend nine really wonderful years uh, of my career working from our U.S. headquarters in Portland, which definitely was, uh, I have to say, a career and personal growth-defining chapter in my life. Um, returned in back to Germany in 2013 and have been here ever since. Awesome. Yeah, the headquarters <laughs> in Portland are awesome. Like, such a cool facility and place to work. It's It just feels so creative, that space. Yeah. It's really creative here too. Is it? I know. I have to go. And our <laughs> listeners probably all watched our brandography series with you guys. And if you guys haven't watched that, please pause this podcast and go watch the brandography with Adidas or Adidas. Um, it, it paints a beautiful picture of where you guys are in Germany. And it kind of gives a great uh, background to the brand. So... Carly, you want to jump in from there? Sure. Hi, everyone. I'm Carly Tetibuet. It's uh, great to be on the call today and talk about one of our favorite things, tennis. I'm the creative director within our business unit, focusing on bringing vision and innovation and connectivity across the apparel and footwear teams within tennis and a few of our other sports of the brand. And how long have you been with Adidas? I think I'm the newest one on the call. Six months. Oh, so, I'm a joiner. I've just moved here from France. My background is in sport. I recently moved over from a running startup and previously before that spent time in the United States working at Nike. An amazing six months already. So <laughs> six months with really the best, as Annette said, the best team in the world. So cool. Okay. Last but not least. Hi, yeah. So I'm Rohan. I've been with the company three years now. Um, originally from the UK. 
Um, my role is a footwear developer. So I'm the engineer slash technician behind the shoe, uh, working with our design teams, trying to turn their dreams into a reality, working with uh, the factory counterparts, making prototypes, you know, making sure the shoe performs as good as possible. So cool. So obviously, as you guys can tell, we have the dream team here and we are here to talk all about the brand new Ubersonic 4. Uh, So excited about that. But before I get into the specifics about the shoe and where you guys started with all of the development and stuff like that, I would love to hear you guys talk about what makes Adidas so special in the sport of tennis. I think I, I mean, I can, I surely can talk probably for hours about it. Um, I think Adidas has such a long standing history of, of creating legacy in, in sports um, and, and creating, you know, really only the best for the athletes. Um, and having said that, that's a very dear statement to everyone at the brand. Um, it might not be known to, to everyone, but there are these, um, what we call the Dassler standards. Um, which are a collection of, um, I think it's 31 guiding principles that uh, were the core ingredients of our founder, Adi Dassler. And um, he, he put those into the products that he created. And these, these standards are as true and meaningful to everyone in the brand today as they were 70 years ago. And um, you will find them not just on the walls, or you might remember seeing them when you were, when you were here. Uh, buildings, but also really in, in documents, in briefing documents, in presentations, in strategy decks, and they're still very dear to us. So this notion of really creating superior experiences for athletes. Um, and when, com- when it comes to creating that products and experiences in tennis, that is no different from any other category at Adidas. They are designed with and for some of the most innovative and beloved athletes. And I think our, our archive um, is testament of that, you know, uh, when it comes to tennis, particularly and tennis legacy products, um, you can find products there that are really symbols of shifts in the sport, of mm-hmm. course, but, but even in, in athletes' lives, when you think of the first one, uh, everyone knows and loves Stan Smith, the first leather tennis shoe from the 60s, uh, shoe that was created by Horst Dassler, who was Adi Dassler's son. Um, you know, and that, that is a, has become such an Im- symbol for the sport of tennis, but also for Adidas as a brand that transcended the sport and, and really made its way into, into lifestyle. And this is really one of the most coveted um, concepts of the brand. Or you take a Billie Jean King's Blue Suede shoes, you know, um, the shoes that she wore in the Battle of the Sexes. You know, everyone knows that wasn't just a great tennis match with a lot of media attention. But it was definitely a moment in time that was um, critical to progress the role of women in sport. And, you know, I could go on and on and on, but I think <laughs> the, the legacy of the, the brand in the sport of tennis, and it's truly a, a love story, pun intended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have every intention to continue to writing that story because we love it. Um, we love sports. We love tennis. And um, that's what we're here for every day, what we show up to do. And it shows, it totally shows in the product. It shows with your employees. And obviously at Tennis Warehouse, we work with so many different brands and it might sound silly, but we always love working with your team, whether it's your global team, whether it's your US team, whether it's your athletes, there's something to be said. It is a very special experience and you can just feel the passion um, when we're talking about product and, you know, everything's very intentional, which I think... 
as players, we can all really appreciate that. Um, I'd also love to hear what it's like working together in your synergy, because obviously working on a team can be challenging at times, but it, just by a couple minutes of chatter with you guys, I can tell you all are very in tune with each other. And it seems like there's this great level of respect. And, um, you know, I've got a great team that I work with as well. And being on a team that can help lift you and push you and, you know, in encourage you motivate you is so important so what is it like working together well I, I can I can say it's it's a very it's a very unique thing um, and an amazing opportunity to to create products for the sports you love and um, this is also something that absolutely unites you uh, when you when you come to work every day is uh, that it's that passion that everyone has when you know you you come to your desk and it's just exciting, and and for me, it's still it's still the fact, um, same as on the first day when a product arrives, you know, and I open the box, it's like Christmas for me. Um, it's it's like you know, um, so exciting, and and that's what what uh, you know, kind of kind of unites you as a as a team and and gives you the purpose every every day. Totally, I love that feeling. Yeah, I think we're just we're just lucky. I mean, where do you get to you know? live out your greatest passion for sport and make a living out of it at the same time. And I think that that just the commonality, not just the four people you have of us here, but all the teams that are behind it, they all share this, this passion and it's contagious, you know, it's almost an obsession in a good way. Yeah. And, and then they, you know, it's, it's not just about the, the, the creation of the product, you know, there's so much more than, you know, just designing a shoe and selling it, you know, there's science behind it. There is talking to athletes just, um, when was it two days ago when we talked to Dominic team for an hour, you know, just kind of like, when do you get to interact with your, you know, these heroes and you, you have their partners, you know, in the creation and, and talking to them is such a, an exciting, inspirational, but important part of what we do. And I couldn't think of a better place to be. <laughs> nice. And I have to bring it up because who wouldn't? The US Open, what a great time for you guys as Adidas. Yeah, <laughs> you guys must have been stoked. I can't even imagine knowing that like you were a part of their success and you know what you've helped build was being shown in the finals of the US Open. So congrats to your team, everyone involved. That must have been super cool. And those are two great guys that are leading the sport. So awesome. Absolutely. Well, as I mentioned, we are here to talk about the brand new Ubersonic 4. And it has been, I wouldn't say a long time coming, but I know a lot of players out there are so excited. All I keep hearing is when is the new 4 coming out? What's it going to be like? So I'm going to pick your brain about this shoe. And we want to dive deep into everything about the Ubersonic 4. So how do you even begin designing an update to the Ubersonic? This shoe, first of all, I, I do have it. I, I stole Chris's pair. <laughs> um, I actually can fit into his shoe, so it was perfect for me. But And we'll get into the cosmetic later, but I want to st start from the beginning. How do you even go about updating a shoe that's already in line? What does it take? How do you begin that process? Yeah, yeah, I, I can start on that We. We always start with the athlete or the consumer. That's that's the absolute uh, beginning for us and the essential part, the epicenter. Um, it's absolutely essential to understand the athletes, the athletes' preferences, their demands, um, 
and then compare that with the findings um, or these findings with the developments um, of new technologies um, and new developments in the game. And then uh, when we have that defined, then we will look into um, the wider influences, like the physical and the emotional needs of the players. Um, and this and then informs um, our design and, and, and the language that we want to, the visual language that we want to uh, speak with the product. And then basically the team starts um, sketching and drafting ideas um, before we go then into the proper building phase of the product. And once we have done this, the, the first prototypes, then it's, it's properly starting. Then you get into testing, into the fine tuning and, and properly like building the product. So, I mean, that's a quite long creation phase. So the whole process is around um, usually like 18 to 24 months. Wow. Um, to ensure enough time so that, you know, you can do enough evaluation and testing um, for such a top end product. So I have to ask, when you put out a shoe, are you are you already starting to work on the next one very soon after? <laughs> Everyone's like, yep. <laughs> um, let me let me ask you. We, we start to think a time ahead, yes. Um, and you, you a have, little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a, a franchise like Ubersonic, you know, it, it evolves from version to version. So uh, usually, I mean you wait for the learnings and, and the athletes' insights and everything. Um, and obviously the technical innovations are also coming, but with that time of life cycle or that kind of life cycle, you need to start early to then kind of get into the process. Totally. And then another question that just popped into my head. Do you find often that the consumer feedback is very similar to the professional players' feedback or does it vary a little bit because the pros are obviously playing at a much higher level, many more hours a day. Uh, that's a, that's a really good question. The, uh, there are overlaps, but then it is, it is like the same when, when you then look into like, you know, racing cars or, or everything is like you dial it up to the, to the very extreme. Mm -hmm. So I would say there are definitely overlaps, but then when it gets to the, to the ultimate expression, to the, the outmost extreme, then obviously there are differences and, and you always figure out that these to that the top athletes, you know, they, they have, they are super unique. They play at a level you always want to reach and, and you always kind of uh, try to reach, but it's, it's super difficult. So um, I would say it, it overlaps up to a certain extent, but then it, it differentiates a little bit. Totally makes sense. And I just, Questions just keep coming as a shoe geek myself. Um, we've all seen the sport of tennis kind of evolve. It's become this quicker, faster, stronger. These athletes are insane. And I think also maybe our, you know, our recreational tennis players are also evolving and becoming stronger. Everyone's a little more in tune with their fitness. Everyone wants to be a cross trainer kind of thing. Um, how do you guys keep up with those trends in the sport and ensure that the products you create are going to be good for these athletes? Yeah, I mean, um, the, the game of tennis is, is obviously like becoming increasingly, like increasingly faster. Um, mm -hmm. And I would say that's not the only part. This is also, you, you see that uh, the players find new solutions to a game, uh, which is also very interesting. And, and it requires all the, always the athletes, same as us, um, you know, to move faster. And um, and it, let me just take one example, like the, the French Open now, 
um, and this amazing kind of change into drop shots became the new solution for everything. <laughs> kind of. I mean, it, it was it was incredible. Like um, I, I just read uh, the day before um, that on the men's side, the drop shots increased by forty five percent, roughly to around one thousand two hundred drop shots. Um, tournament. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really crazy. But I mean, with an increase of forty five percent of drop shots, that means an increase of the sprints on the other side. And I just remember our athletes saying they had the feeling that they were uh, forced to sprint uh, 400, 500 times felt um, over a game, which is incredible. So that absolutely informs our creation and it absolutely informs um, that change. So we, we consistently learn from, from the game, how it's evolving and how our players obviously evolve with it and that also kind of as you said trigger down them to to the to all levels of athletes that's really cool that you guys are doing so much research also going into the product creation now if any of our listeners aren't familiar with the adidas line of shoes the ubersonic is the fast hero of the line of shoes this is your speedy like if you're looking to be speedy quick you're aggressive with your feet you don't want to be weighed down the ubersonic is just that so was there any shift in the aim for the ubersonic 4 or you're continuing to just keep it going in the very lightweight quick speed still comfortable shoe silo yeah with what i just said before with the game changing and the players finding these new solutions. We obviously also adjust our, our product and Ubersonic is the, the speed franchise in, in our uh, range. So in this case, obviously like being faster on court enables you to put your opponent under pressure. And you know, that's all the things that inform the product at the end of the day. Um, and that actually builds the formula for the, for the Ubersonic here. So um, interesting is in, in many cases in footwear, speed is often connected to lightweight, mm-hmm. um, which is true to some extent. I mean, light makes fast, but then it's, it's not the only component. And this is where it becomes interesting when we talk about the Ubersonic, um, because uh, I usually like that comparison of a race car, you know, like let's say Formula One, you know, all of these cars are super light. But then only the fastest car is the car that actually also allows you to bring all that that speed, that energy also to the street. And this is how the Ubersonic is built. And um, the Adi Zero Ubersonic is actually that shoe combines different speed enabling elements mm-hmm. and combine them in the best possible way to then actually bring your full speed um, to the court. So that's how the Ubersonic is built. I think that's really important that you noted that, that because I know some of my favorite shoes I feel speedy in, but necessarily on the scale, they might not be the lightest weighing shoe, which, you know, like as long as you're feeling confident, comfortable on your toes, ready to run down any ball, who cares what it weighs? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And and this is, and this is also what we learn so often is uh, it's not one formula. It's, it's not one truth. Um, It's a combination and this is the beauty of this shoe. It combines all these elements in that perfect way, in that perfect kind of uh, merge, uh, so that you actually really have the feeling you get everything out of that shoe. You have the direct transition uh, to the court, and you can react, and it actually allows you to, to bring all your speed to the, to the court. So what is new with the four? How has it changed? How does it compare to the two? How does it compare to the three? I know a lot of people love the two, maybe didn't love the three as much. There's been a, a lot of uh, chatter. And 
I also have heard Chris <laughs> talk about this shoe constantly and just like newsflash, he's saying it's his favorite Adidas shoe right now. So, and way better than any of the previous Ubers. So talk to me about what has changed, what makes the Ubersonic 4 new and different. Um, I've also got matching shoes. So nice. maybe walking through it. <laughs> so I mean, uh, the, the three main features we have on the new Ubersonic, uh, the first ones are our light strike midsole foam. So this is a revolutionary lightweight foam that Adidas has launched. You might have seen it in a few uh, running models. But basically, the aim of this foam is lightweight, great cushioning, great energy return. We listen to all the comments. We've seen the same comments from Ubersonic 2, Ubersonic 3. We know that cushioning was one area that we, we wanted to improve on. And this light strike foam was definitely a great option for us to achieve that. Um, then going on to the upper, we have a new woven material. So there's been a lot of kind of innovation in terms of wovens recently. So the difference between a woven material and a knit material is a woven is much thinner and also a lot stronger and also has abrasion resistance. So again, for a lightweight speed shoe, this was the perfect solution to get all the strength, all the stability that we need. And then going on to the, the booty construction. So we know Ubersonic's known for its booty constructions from the two and the three. Um, and we wanted to kind of merge the two and the three together. So everyone loved the kind of glove fit of the two. So we tried to re recreate that with this one. But we also have this outer shell that's similar in construction to the three. Um, but the main difference you'll find is actually if you poke around inside the shoe, everything's connected. So when you're tying your laces, you know, the whole shoe moves as one around your foot. And that's also key for speed. You know, we don't want any, any energy getting lost when you're transitioning between movements. We want all of the energy to be, you know, like as Daniel said, put into the core and make sure you can move as efficiently as possible. Um, so the way I describe it is like if you took the two and you took the three and they had a child and it had all the best genes from that child, that's basically the four. Um, so again, we really took time to analyze <clears throat> what's the different, what are the great things about the two, what are the great things about the three. Let's make a love child of those two shoes. And hopefully that's the result now. <laughs> I think there's people that are getting super excited that are listening out there because I think it's like their dream. <laughs> Everyone always says, do this, take this from the two, add this from the three. Okay. It sounds like you guys listened, which um, is awesome. <laughs> the consumers will love that. And even just holding it, the upper feels so supportive, which is such a nice change from some lightweight shoes that you just feel like you can fall over in them. And then that booty really like hugs you in and I'm actually really excited about this light strike technology in the midsole. Um, I dabble in running as a recreational runner, but I often look to our partners down the hall at Running Warehouse and see what they're doing in the running world. So anytime that something comes from the running world to tennis, I get really excited. How would you uh, tell our listeners the cushioning underfoot has changed, if at all, with this new light strike midsole? Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's definitely improved. As you said, we know that it's on the firmer side, the previous models, but we don't want to compromise too much on the firmness because the firmness does give you that direct feeling. Right. So we were just trying to tweak the cushioning to really kind of optimize that sensation that in the heel, you'll feel much softer, but you still have that direct feeling in the forefoot. So overall, it should be much better stepping comfort. That's, again, one thing that Light Strike Foam is very soft initially. So that stepping comfort should be really plush. Hopefully, no breaking time required. Um, so that's one thing. Again, we, we want to make sure that the breaking time is basically zero. So that's another thing that we focus on 
you get the shoe, you wear it on court and off you go. That's a big innovation for us. And, you know, it's not too soft. That's one thing we had to be careful of is that if you get a foam that's too soft, suddenly you become instable. Mm-hmm. So we want to keep that stability, keep the cushioning, keep the energy return. And yeah, Life Strike is a, a great solution for all of those things. Now I have to bring up the elephant in the room and you guys think I'm going to say something that I'm not, but <laughs> lightweight shoes, they are not known for their durability. And we have found that our consumers actually are super aware of this and they're okay with that. However, anyone wearing the Ubersonic or a lot of the younger um, players, juniors, up and coming players, college players, we're seeing them move so aggressively. They're sliding on hard courts. They're literally tearing through uppers of shoes. So how has the durability changed, if any, in the Ubersonic 4? Uh, Yeah, so we found actually the durability of the Ubersonic 2 was pretty good. Um, so we, if you look on the, the toe rubber of the Ubersonic 4, you can see it highly resembles the Ubersonic 2. So, I mean, for an abrasion-resistant solution, we chose rubber. I mean, we choose rubber for the outsole. So why not choose rubber for the for the upper protection as well? We find that super durable. Um, so, I mean, obviously, we, we try and focus to put the durability areas in the areas that need it. So the toe, the medial abrasion zone, obviously the outsole, we try and make super durable. And then we try and reduce material reinforcements in areas that don't necessarily need that extra abrasion. Um, and one thing with the Ubersonic is that we were looking at the durability needs of male versus female, because we know that actually the gender differences, a male and a female will break a shoe in different areas. Mm-hmm. So we see that the abrasion solutions on the upper are different between the male and the female. So the, the girls aren't having any extra weight that they don't need. We're just making it a super flexible fluid for them. So we really thought about every single detail, not just on the shoe, but even splitting the gender differences as well. Nice. And I can confirm Chris Edwards usually can wear out the toe on many shoes and these are holding up pretty strong. So Chris Edwards approved in terms of durability on the toe drag. So that's awesome. Um, I'm sure everyone listening is going to be stoked to get them on their feet. Now, if someone out there has never worn an Ubersonic, Tell them what they can experience, what they can look forward to, why they might want to try an Ubersonic. A lot of times people kind of get stuck in their ways with the shoes they wear and, you know, like let's, let's upgrade their lives and get them into an Uber 4. What would you tell them? Um, the Adizero Ubersonic um, is the right shoe if, if uh, you're looking for a shoe which hugs your foot and provides you with a low ride and a direct transition to the court. Um, it's definitely made for athletes who look for a light shoe, which allows you to move as fast as possible on court, um, while still providing, as you said before, and as Rowan said before, the necessary support and, and durability. So it's a great combination for the athletes looking for um, maximum speed on court, and it's definitely the ultimate expression of speed in our, our footwear range. Yeah. And something that I've noticed, at least with the play testers, um, we really gravitate towards shoes like these because we can go to the court, we can leave them on, people in the office think they look cool, and then we can pop into the gym and it's still, it's like a great shoe for literally all of the whole day. You know, you go to Starbucks, we always talk about that, getting a coffee in our tennis shoes, but I think these would also be really cool to be working out off court in as well. Now, I had a question that I know a lot of our consumers ask as well. How do you decide between a booty construction on a shoe and a traditional construction on a shoe? 
Yeah, I'll take that one again. Um, so I guess we just kind of define, you know, what movements uh, a speed player doing different to a control player and what's the best construction to kind of optimize those movements. Um, and also what's the experience and sensation we're, we're looking for for our consumers, what they, what they want to feel when they're wearing a shoe. And we find that for a speed silo, you kind of want like a glove-like fit. It's almost like you, you don't notice you're wearing a shoe because it just feels so harmonious, so uniform. So that's what we feel like a, a booty construction kind of has that glove-like fit. Um, so it's much better for a speed silo, whereas the tongue construction is a bit more kind of traditional, um, offers more of a adjustability in the tongue. So we feel like that's maybe more of a control stability kind of construction. Um, so yeah, that's how we decide. It's more about the sensation and the experience we want to create uh, when the athletes put on the shoe. We did build into the booty fit, the distinction across uh, the male and female model. So for example, the cut um, is lower for the women's driven model. And I think that's really important to accentuate because I know some athletes are skeptical to try the booty construction. And there was really a lot of thought that went into that to, to really bring that comfort. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. We're starting to see a lot more booty construction. They are so comfortable once you get them on your feet, for sure. Now, I, let's talk cosmetics because the shoes that we have in front of us today, they are awesome. And they are going to get people's heads turning and asking questions. So I think we're calling this the Dazzle Cosmetic. We've um, maybe... If you're into cars, you've seen something similar executed. Who wants to explain this cosmetic, why we're doing, we're starting with this cosmetic and dive into all of that? We were really inspired by the, by the Dazzle concept. It was originally introduced in the 1900s to camouflage objects. And then around the 1950s in Germany, they started using this kind of camouflage to distinguish secret, top secret prototype cars from the rest of the range. And so we really liked this kind of top secret all over camouflage story. And we use that as our inspiration for this bold graphic accentuated with the, with the bold stripes with um, contrasting colors. Yeah, it's so cool. And because I have it in my hands, I am looking at it up close. There's so many little details that it, the camo, this dazzle camouflage really does hide so much of the shoe. And it's just once it's up in your hands, you're like, wow, okay, there's so much going on. Even the colors on the heel, this iridescent, these fun pops, it looks awesome. So props to you guys. <laughs> Love this shoe. And those iridescent colors were also kind of a link back to the metallic paints that you would find in automobiles and the nod back to that original inspiration. That's so awesome. And then we are seeing really bold three stripes right now, at least on this shoe. I'm assuming hopefully moving forward, we'll see it on the other cosmetics, but can you talk to me about any of the new branding that we're seeing on this shoe? Definitely. We wanted to bring more slant to the stripe to intuitively accentuate what the shoe really stands for and represents, which is speed and technicity. And we also, you'll notice, drop the stripe down into the tooling. And we really use that to indicate comfort and a connectivity to the court so that the athletes really feel that they can feel their footwork and they have that connection intuitively to the court. We also increased the scale of the stripes and we felt that that really represented support to the athlete's foot and their comfort for those high intensity matches and for duration when they need to play into even four and four and a half and five hour matches. So cool. And can you give us any hints on other colorways that we might see in this shoe? 
We do have a nice range of color. Color is really important to us and something that we work on updating seasonally. So what we try to do within the range is, is have a nice mix between bright, energetic, sporty colors and then more neutral color combinations that the players feel like they could just match back to any outfit. We try to allow personality to show through with different types of color combo iterations. I love that. And I kind of wanted to bring up, I actually have my parlay jacket in the corner, but I love that parlay line that you guys did um, a couple years ago. And I love the Adidas initiatives on sustainability. And I've heard talks about prime green and all of that. Can someone talk me through that initiative? Yeah, I, I, I can take that one. So uh, when we say prime green, that, that really is an identifier or a call out of a, a series of high performance materials that are made with recycled content. Um, and they are a very important part of our ambition to reach uh, more uh, than 50% total volume of recycled polyester by the end of this year. And then uh, the even larger ambition to be completely virgin polyester free in all of Adidas products by 2024. Nice. Um, so that's a very important step of many. Um, they're not the only solution to the problem and to save the planet. We're fully aware of that, um, but they're a start and uh, every single product really counts. And we're really proud and, and happy that Ubersonic is one of them. Yeah, that it's it's been awesome to see you guys continue to push the boundaries in that way. Um, mentioned when we were up at Portland, that was so cool to see how sustainable the whole company is, even just yes. internally. Nothing, everything is recyclable or everything is reusable. It's not even recyclable. There is nothing that you can throw away. It's all sustainable. I love that. Um, It's such, I mean, maybe being in California, it's even more relevant because we have the ocean right there. But yeah, so that's so cool. And I love hearing these stories. And you guys are not just using recyclable materials. You're now trying to end waste of products. So love that. So cool. Well, let's uh, let's get some dirt on who helped test these shoes. Um, our listeners love to hear about the pro players and their experiences. So are you guys able to talk at all about any of the players that helped play test the Ubersonic before it became the Ubersonic 4? Kind of. So I mean, I, <laughs> kind of. That's, we'll take what we can get. <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell some stories about yeah. the process. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, just to firstly, of course, we're testing with athletes, but we're also testing with all kinds of standards of players. I would say athletes' needs are very different to a normal consumer's needs. Mm-hmm. I mean, we want to make sure that everyone's happy and not just our top athletes. Um, but one thing, we, we had a session with some of the guys testing the shoe, and it makes you realize how in tune they are with their bodies. You know, anything, any detail that you didn't even think of, they will tell you about. And you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. I, how did you know that? So there, there was a situation where we were watching them test and they, they gave some feedback. And um, I actually got a pair of scissors and would start cutting the shoe based on their feedback. And then they'd go out and play with it again. And like, they're like, oh, yeah, that's better, that's better. So it's like, for me, that's a super exciting opportunity because it kind of goes back to the foundations that Adidas was, was built on. So Adi Dazzler was doing that himself. He was going to meet athletes, making shoes on site and get instant feedback. So they really helped with the development of the shoe. Um, hopefully they all love wearing it. So yeah, it was a very collaborative process and also very insightful for us to get that information from those guys. That's cool. That's really cool. And even to be able to bring a product to a player and have them put it on and just be so thrilled, I'm sure that's very rewarding. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and when are we going to see this available for the normal people like me? When can we buy it? When is it going to be available? Also, when can we expect um, the first drop of colors aside from this Dazzle cosmetic? Yeah, so the, the shoe will launch on 1st of December on Tennis Warehouse um, and on other channels, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Um, with the Dazzle Camo version, but then um, obviously uh, soon afterwards, uh, there will be uh, the other uh, products coming, also uh, the clay cord versions. Um, so for the other surfaces, um, will come step by step afterwards. Um, but 1st of December is uh, when the shoe going to launch. Nice. Um, on Tennis Warehouse. <laughs> Perfect. Um, it's sort of crazy to be thinking that like Australian Open is only a couple months away. Not even a couple months. It's literally like two months mm -hmm. away. So um, we're all kind of like, I think we're all ready for it, hopefully. Um, and everything it goes down well and everyone's healthy and we see all of the players back in the sport. But it's super exciting to kind of be talking about the the looks we're going to start seeing on court for the 2021 season. So I know I get really excited. And while December means the holidays for most of us, it also means a lot of new um, gear and new looks in on the tennis court. So that's exciting. Um, is there anything else that we should mention about the Uber 4 that we haven't talked about? No, I think we covered it well. <laughs> Um, then I do want to ask you guys, what, if anything, can you give us a sneak peek into anything? How are you continuing to push the boundaries? And um, are there any upcoming trends that we can look forward to seeing with Adidas? We really focus on innovation. And, you know, this is, this is very dear to all of us. It's, it's part of our past, but it's also informing our future. And it's, it's how we really stay in sync with our athletes and how we can solve their daily challenges any kind of micro distractions that we can remove or eliminate and also just bring heightened technicity to the product. So we're looking into material science, molecular science, data-driven technology that can really be informed into each and every component that we use to put together our product. And I would say beyond that, we really look towards what's happening in, in the holistic area of sport. It's becoming more holistic in general, not only about performance. And we're trying to bring these links across live game and world and, and how we can tie the product also into the lifestyle of each of our athletes. We really want them to feel like we've considered the, well, the well-being of the athlete into all of the products that we're building. You guys are definitely creating gear for a whole person, not just a tennis player or, you know, someone in a single sport. So it's becoming a brand that you can be proud to wear. And you guys are doing really cool things. I'm head to toe in Adidas today. And it's like a little bit of everything. I love mixing all the different silos, the different, as I mentioned, I've got running shoes and running stuff from you guys and the lifestyle stuff, the parlay stuff. It's all really cool. And um, I love working with you guys and the brand is just always innovating. So Thanks for pushing the boundaries with your sport. <laughs> Anything else that we need to cover? Can, do you have any dirt that you can, <laughs> anything you can spill, any secrets? We can pretend like I pushed stop. And <laughs> no, is, there, is there anything else that you'd like to tell the consumers out there to keep an eye out for or, you know, just be excited about? Well, we're obviously not 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 starting with with Uber Sonic Four. Um, 
in 2021, there will be uh, a lot more very exciting units coming from us uh, at the Australian Open. Um, really, really excited myself personally um, to come see some very exciting concepts uh, that are very new. Um, but also in the second half of the year, um, maybe we'll have another podcast. Then I would <laughs> to love to. New newness. <laughs> Yeah, that would be great. And I I do want to just mention real quick that your athletes are, we've already kind of gone over this, but you have such amazing athletes. They wear the gear so well. Um, I also kind of just wanted to bring her up because I feel like she's on the trend up. Sakari right now is like such a beautiful women's tennis player athlete. And like, I feel like all of a sudden she's just doing amazing things. You also obviously have Muguruza and Kerber and the guys, teams, Varev, Sissipas. But you guys have such a cool team of athletes. Could you just give me a quick maybe um, point on what makes all these athletes such a strong part of your team and how Adidas really like resonates with a certain type of athlete? I mean, we I can, I can only speak to, to the experiences and the interactions that we have with them and they are the single most inspiring source for everything that we do. Um, every single one of them, you know, I'm a mother, so uh, you're not supposed to have favorites, and I really <laughs> don't. Um, everyone is so uniquely different, but they're all amazing personalities, um, and they inspire us uh, and, and motivate us and, and push out with us um, to create the new, to innovate, to don't stand, to not stand still, because they're not standing still by no means. Right. On the contrary. They're getting faster. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, couldn't agree more. I think, uh, I mean, Sakari was, uh, as someone who's, who's a little bit newer to the, to the family, uh, I will never forget um, when I first met her, she came to our headquarters in Germany and this, this energy she brought in the room, she was, she was super awesome, sweet, nice, open, approachable, um, you know, but, but so, so, so they're all are, so it's, um, <laughs> it's really, really the best part of the job, to be honest. We're yeah. very blessed. <laughs> yeah. She has won me over as well. She looks like she's just yeah. one of those genuine people, but she like works so hard, but she seems yeah. so nice. So that's so cool. Very awesome. Well, I think that wraps it up. We're so excited for the Ubersonic four and we're so excited for 2021 and, Thank you guys so much for joining me. We're going to make sure that we link to all of the brandography episodes so all of our listeners can take an even deeper dive into your brand. And if anyone has any questions for us, feel free to reach out. You can email me at podcast at tennis-warehouse.com. And we're always happy to help answer questions. And if you guys want me to pass things on to these guys, I will definitely do so. So thank you all so much for joining me. I really appreciate this chat. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Of course. Yay. Happy heading. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes. And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, happy hitting. office is so sustainable that actually at one point all the lights went out so <laughs> I that was what was happening and actually turned the light back on so 
that was not ideal, but hey, it's just a, our extreme book on sustainability. You're like, I'm still here. 